Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. the thrill of my personal life. <laughs> hey. Hey. Same I got a, here. I got a thousand horses. That's it. All of us. You know, I got y'all on the podcast when I first started the podcast. Oh like yeah. We back remember. Back in 2016. Mm-hmm. And y'all were like my second guest actually. And that was it. That was the turning <laughs> that point. That was the defining you, moment. The that, pinnacle moment. That was when it took You've off. You've been printing uh, money ever since. 100%. Printing money. Yeah. And I've just been begging y'all to come back and you're like, no, 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 we can't. We're just... We well, can't have too much soon. of a great thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I feel. But this is just great, guys. I'm glad to have y'all back. A lot's gone down in the past how many years? Okay, so we talked. We got together on the podcast 2016. Now we're in eight so years. I can't, I can't that was do what, math. Two years ago. Eight years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we're musicians, not yeah. mathematicians. <laughs> it really we does. To say fours. 2016, it does feel like every. I'm always like, oh yeah, that was like two years ago. So let's kind of let's like 2016. That's when like a thousand horses broke onto the scene. Y'all were like on a firework, right? We were. Yeah. Yeah. And a, what rocket it, a rocket so ship. A rocket ship. Firework would be a little <laughs> yeah. scary. Yeah. Fireworks. Well, there actually, were, in retrospect, maybe it was a little bit more like a firework. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Explain that, Graham. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're like, oh, boom. It just explodes. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. But it's, be- it's a beautiful explosion. You know? Yes, it, it, <laughs> it was. It entertains the it's masses. It's kind of like, you know, when everybody takes pictures of fireworks at uh-huh. 4th of July thinking you're going to look back on them. 
Uh-huh. You know, but they just say that was kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you wake up, you just just a bunch of trash in your driveway <laughs> right. the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so y'all really live the life. Y'all really live the life. Um, yeah, okay. So let's start at the beginning. Um, back in it's probably nineteen. No, it's probably early two. Y'all were born in nineteen eighty seven, right? I was eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah. Okay. So probably right around nineteen ninety nine. Michael and Graham. You lock eyes in a music store. Uh, Bill, at 10 Bill and years I did. Old. Yeah. Oh yeah, Michael and Bill. Michael and Bill. You lock uh, eyes. Well, ninety nine was a great year for rock. Oh yeah. I think so. What was, was happening? Woodstock ninety nine. Yeah. It w- no. It was more like two thousand two. I think. Okay, so here it is. Y'all are in Newberry, South Carolina. Population ten thousand. Not a whole lot going on Mm-mm-hmm. musically. And here y'all find the one little music store, and you see Bill across a crowded room. And what are your thoughts? Well, he was the only kid that was into music in town that played guitar that I had seen. So it's kind of like a, a, a unicorn in the wild. You're like, you. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like I tried forever to get all of my friends to, like, learn to play other instruments. Like, I love that you said you Michael. tried forever, but you were 10 well, years old. Well, I did. Old. It's like I got my first <laughs> guitar when I was old. in the seventh grade and started playing, and I was, like, immediately like, oh, we have to start a band. And when you were in seventh grade. Yeah. And I was like, that's what you have to do. You know, it's like, you can't play these instruments alone. That's boring. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) we, uh, I remember, I mean, I had a group of friends and I'd, you know, be like, well, you can start on the bongos since we don't have drums. I'll play acoustic guitar on bongos. And I was always trying to like scheme up how to like, you know, make a band happen. And uh, nobody would commit. And uh, except that's when I met Michael and I was like, oh, wow, another guy in this town. It wants to be in a band. Well, yeah. Without commitment issues. Without commitment yeah. issues, yeah. <laughs> and so that, what's funny about that is I was, on the way on the other side of town, I was trying to do the exact same thing. You were putting ads in the paper. You had like 30-year-old uh, women yeah. auditioning to be your singer. Man, yeah. I mean, we, I was trying to get anybody and everybody to play with and put, you know, flyers up in school and audition people at my house. And but like, nobody I had the wanted same, to? I had the same problem with Bill. People would jump in and then they'd quit. But y'all were like in seventh grade and they're like 30-year-olds auditioning, right? Yeah, for me, yeah. Were you like holding auditions? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I knew what they're I wanted. They're pros day one. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a vision for it. Yeah. You know, and and Bill was the first person I met that was like, well, I'll do it. And I was like, well, let's do it. And that's how we started playing music together. So y'all are seventh grade. What age is that? I mean, I was 11 or 12. What's 12 years old? Probably like 12, maybe 13. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. Bill was in sixth. Yeah, but no. But, but, but really, it was like eighth, ninth, like high school. Yeah, it was more like high school because. Yeah. We just knew each know, other. We just. I mean, what, what we're saying is, is we, in middle school, we both started playing music, but we hadn't met yet. And it was like, you know, his freshman year of high school was when we met, actually, because he's a year ahead of me. Yeah. And so, and then it was like, pretty immediately, we started like trying to put a band together and we did have musicians that were like 30 years old at the time playing with us. That cracks you me know? up. And so, you know, we, we would, we rehearsed all the time after school every single day. Were y'all writing your own music? Yeah. Was it good? I mean, actually it was pretty good. I, I mean, heard my, some of that I had started writing songs, people yeah, Michael was writing songs and I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Michael, yeah. you had an album made, right? Well, I recorded some songs. Yeah. Um, when I was, like 14 or 14, 15, yeah. Which I had that CD and listened to it. I was like, this is <laughs> yeah, a jam. I'm your biggest yeah. fan. And then here comes Graham. So Graham is Bill's cousin. 
Yep. Yeah. And Graham's like, oh man, get me in on the action. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I'm from Savannah, Georgia, a couple hours away from where these guys are. And, uh, but Bill and I, you know, we're seeing each other at Thanksgiving. We're seeing each other at Christmas, you know, a couple times a year. And we're checking in, uh, with each other because he's learning guitar. I'm learning guitar. We're like, you know, what's been going on. And he's like, I've got this band going. And I, so I start coming up to Newberry basically is like, you know, free summer camp, go stay with, uh, uncle Ed and Nancy and cousin Bill and hang out. And so I met Michael when I was like 14 or so, 13 or something like that. Yeah. Like I, w- I could drive. Okay. And I could not. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And I was like, Oh, like this is a thing. And I think we all kind of knew it. Um, well, Graham looked the part. You still, I mean, Graham, you've he, held this. The only look thing for, different is he looked like this. Yeah. You were nine years old. Nine yeah. years old. I mean, it's all about consistency, people. Yeah. You need to, you know, you find your thing. You know, I just happen to find it young. Okay, listen, yeah. when you find your thing, just stick with it because yeah. it gets hard to find the look. You know, <laughs> but I just think it's kind of amazing that here we are now, twenty plus years later, and y'all are still a band, and y'all have lived one million lifetimes together. Like we said, y'all been at the top of the rocket ship. You've crashed and burned. You've built back up. You've had literally like fantasies come true of rock and roll fantasies. It's like you've your childhood dreams have come true and y'all stayed together for all this time. Like people just don't stick it out like this. How do you stay? How have y'all stayed together for 20 years? 20 plus. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, it is a great question. Um, how have y'all not want to be like, I'm out. This is exhausting. I need off the ride. Well, <laughs> have you ever had those feelings? Well, I, mean, I think everybody's had those <laughs> feelings. Well, Just this morning. Yeah. Every day, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Well, the, the truth is, is that it's been mostly fun. Really? You yeah. Know, it's been mostly fun and great. And, you Even know, the heartbreak? What's up? Even the heartbreak? Well, well, yeah, but I mean, that's just part of life. I mean, it happens. You're going to, I think you're going to go through ups and downs uh, in anything you do. And, you know, all work is hard and everything that you dedicate yourself to is going to be hard. So if you're enjoying what you, you know, chose, you know, then great. Because, you know, we, you could be suffering in a job that you totally hate, you know? So at the end of the day, I mean, it's like I tell, it's like I'm grateful that, you know, that young we knew what we wanted to do with our lives. Right. You know, and, and of course it's hard and crazy and that's what everybody said. And it's been like good and bad and whatever, but so is anything. So, you know, and it's like, I don't know, we've had kind of an interesting path as a band because we moved here as kids into Nashville and because the goal was like, I don't want to go to college. I just got out of my small town. You know, our goal then was just like to break away from like, you know, living in our parents' houses. We just like wanted freedom and like to just rebel and run. And I was like, I'll just get a job waiting tables. I just want to pay rent and be somewhere where there's music and just go nuts. I can't fathom like sitting back down in a classroom and going to college and falling in line and doing the whole thing again. And so that was goal one was just to get out and get free, you know? Get out and get free. Yeah. Yeah. And as fast as you can. <laughs> oh, and we did it. You know? <laughs> Here we are. And, yes. and, uh, Free as Fast forward 20 something years. And it was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's been all these little things along the way that, you know, like every time I've been like, well, maybe it's time to quit. It's like God pulls us back in. And it's like, okay, that's what, I guess this is what we're supposed to be doing, you know, because we got our first record deal at 20. Okay, let's kind of talk about the first record deal though. Okay. Because this was exciting. Oh, yeah. We had just started dating. Oh, yeah. 
you were 21. 21. Yeah. And I was 24. I remember this like yesterday. I was like, oh my God, this is straight out of almost famous. Oh, absolutely. Because y'all had like gotten hooked up with like. It's a great term for it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all had gotten <laughs> hooked accurate. up with like all these, perf- these like heads of record labels in LA. Like Desmond Child led y'all to. Brian House. Brian House yeah. that led y'all to freaking. Jeff Sosnow. Jeff Sosnow. Jimmy Iovine. And then all of a sudden you're showcasing for Jimmy Iovine at the Rainbow Room. No, the Tom Tom Club Tom Tom out Club. in Santa Monica. And yeah. like, it's like a tiny little club and it's like all these heads of the labels and Jimmy Iovine, like the legendary Jimmy Iovine's in there and he's like giving y'all the nod, like, yeah, we'll sign him. And then it's yeah. like, y'all had this record deal at 20. It's like, oh my God, it's happening. Like, it's happening. What are they saying almost famous? Like, it's, it's ha- all happening. It's, it's all, all happening. happening. Yeah. Like, it's all happening. That was very wild. And then we were, before we knew it, you know, uh, our A&R guy was like, can you guys be on a plane on Friday to L.A.? And I was like, what? Head spinning. We move into a hotel on the Sunset Strip. And I'm like, this is kind of like yeah. a movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, and live well, there and for like was, a month. Yeah, the hotel where it was the... the the Grafton. The Grafton, but it was like across the street from the Riot House, which is like a famous rock and roll hotel in Hollywood, where Zeppelin... Mm-hmm. stayed and like that we were right there in the in the thick of what we read about and loved growing up you about were rock and roll oh yeah. yeah without a doubt yeah it was like rock and roll fantasy camp yeah. and then y'all, it was y'all a very lived romantic time and yeah. y'all lived out there for like a month right making your album with dave cobb before dave cobb was dave cobb yeah, yeah we met dave dave was there the night in town when we got signed to interscope by by jeff Sosnow. um we did we met jeff through Brian House and Desmond Child and Jeff, we went to his hotel room at the Hermitage Hotel, and it was a still probably like top like most awkward showcases. <laughs> Very you know, weird. You could was ever there do. Was somebody in a bathrobe? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Well, I was in a bathrobe. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. He wasn't <laughs> in a bathrobe. No, okay, it was like but, in a, they're like so in a tiny bathroom. We, yeah. we carry our guitars upstairs and we walk into a hotel room and. Jeff's like, well, help yourself to the mini bar, and we're all nervous. But all there was there, I remember all there was was like scotch, which none of us <laughs> I forgot drank, about that. But I, I took a yeah. little scotch, but Jeff was like, okay, and he just sits in the middle of his king size bed, and he just says, "Play me some songs," and we're like, okay, <laughs> and we play a few songs acoustic, and he goes, well, can you play for me electric tomorrow night at SIR rehearsal all here? And we're like, well, hell yeah, we can. We do whatever you want. He said, okay, great. I'll send you the details. And we go into SIR the next night. He shows up with Dave Cobb. Um, and we play one song, and he walks straight up to the front of the stage and says, congratulations, you're on Interscope Records. Mm-hmm. Did y'all die? I mean, this is literally oh, yeah, what yeah. you had dreamed of. Yeah, I, I mean, literally, I think my face is like... Could you believe you know, it? Yeah, we didn't even play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and said... What is it like though, that moment? Because like I like to I like to like zero in on little moments, you know? It's like what is it like in that moment? Not what happens after, because what happens after is a whole confetti of, you know, experiences. But like yeah. the moment that your dream is like happening. You know, he walks up and says, Congratulations, you are signed to Interscope Re- Records. And getting a record deal was like the holy grail back then. I mean things oh, yeah. have changed so yeah, much. That was two thousand nine. I think it was. What yeah. goes through your brains at 21 years old, 20 years old, 19 years old? I'll tell you what went through our brains that night. A, a bunch a of Heineken. Yeah, a, <laughs> a bunch of vodka. But, um, no, it was, it was like, 
It felt magical. It did. It was, it, was, like it, was, it was like it was like something out of a movie. It really was. It was like, and we were like, I remember it was like he said that, and it was like you know, we were like what? Yeah, everything. The you know, room got like quiet. Slow for motion a for and a then, second. And we were like, and then he said, "Keep playing, please." And we we probably played ten songs. I, know, I don't like, know. I, I, I blacked out after that. He was like, yeah. "Oh, never mind." Never we mind. played a few more songs. He's like, actually, yeah, I retract. Uh, and then we all, and then we all went out, you know. And that's when we started talking to Dave, and uh, yeah, Dave Cobb. And then the next week, we were in L.A. playing for Jimmy Iovine. And what is that like now, Jimmy Iovine? So he's like produced Tom Petty's records. He's like the biggest record yeah. executive of all times. He's an all. I mean, when we first started dating, we watched the Tom Petty documentaries. Those, there's like oh, a yeah. series every yeah, running out of yeah. it, was, it was like the band bible it like, was like the we band all lived bible. in a band house you were over yes. there all the time and we that was just like on repeat so you, <laughs> you're seeing jimmy iveen all the time talking yeah, about iveen making these tom petty records is in yeah. the background of y'all yeah, and then we're in los angeles meeting him i know it's like yeah. you manifested this y'all totally manifest y'all literally like we're living the dream in the band house tom petty's always in the background y'all were like it was rock and roll like y'all were all smoking cigs back in the day being cool <laughs> oh yeah leather jackets and cigarettes this is what you do when you're 20 you know yeah yeah and then all of a sudden, now here you are actually p- performing for Jimmy Iovine, and he's saying yes. Yeah, That's I mean, surreal. Yeah, I mean, it w- it was certainly wild. You know, it was like, I mean, it was a very brief meeting, but it was still like, you know, yeah, he came in like like Michael Jackson would come in. Like yeah. they they were like they put us in a room. They're like, all right, Jimmy's coming in. You guys have to stay in here. No one wants. No one can see Jimmy. And we were like, oh, okay. And then we played three songs. Yeah, we Maybe. played three songs. Three songs, and then we met him, and I mean that was it. What is it like to meet a hero? He well, he said to <laughs> this us, "This is funny." He looked at us and he he's oh, okay, cool. Shake your hands. He goes, "Well, now you can say you've played the Tom Tom Club, not anything else. Not That's like it. not like looking forward to a, you know a, and a then great him and his, together." Him and his entourage left, and then that you know, yeah. and, and, and that that was But it. I was thinking, but but when I shook his hand, I was thinking, I wasn't thinking, oh wow, this is the president of the label. I was thinking. Holy shit! This guy produced "Damn the Torpedoes." Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that, you know, that's how big of fans we were. You know, of like uh, his record. And they gave us all Beats you know, headphones. Tom Petty and everything. Oh, yeah. y'all are so stoked about the Beats headphones. Still got them. Beats. Yeah. Dr. Still got them too. Okay, so as quickly as your dreams came true. They fell apart. Yeah, it's like six months later, right? Six months later, Isn't yeah. That's so fun. It's like the moment of your life. It's all happening, and then it's like. And now we're going to drop all the rock rock. Because y'all were rock, straight rock back then. Y'all have always yeah. had Southern to it, but it was like straight rock. And then y'all got the call that, y'all got the call. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. What was the call? Yeah. We <laughs> so got the like, call. You go in, you're recording with Dave Cobb, yeah. you're living in LA, you make your album. You make the album. Yeah, we made an EP. The EP. With like, Dave it's and, and Silver Lake. And uh, it's where we named the band, A Thousand Horses. Yep. Was was it Dave's studio there? We didn't really even have a band name when we- How'd you come Michael up with a band Michael Michael uh, asked Dave's neighbor. Yeah, Dave, so I went out to have a smoke from the studio, and I saw Dave's neighbor taking his trash out. And I just said, hey, man, what do you think of the band name A Thousand Horses? And he said, very powerful, very powerful. Reminds me of Steve Miller Band. And then he went like this. And and I was like, well, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So I, And I went back inside, and I was like, guys, we got to name the band A Thousand Horses. And everybody's yeah. like, perfect. And I told them the story, which was hysterical. Yeah. And and then here we are, I don't know, 18 years later. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. 
Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Okay, so you're making the EP. You made the EP. Your dream just came true. You had your almost yeah, we're, famous. Yeah, we go moment. on tour. Like we're we're, we're like pretty reckless. Uh, uh yeah. No, we, we hadn't we gone had, out yet. We, we hadn't gone. The tour was we was booked. With, we got off the Leonard Skinner cruise. Oh, that's right. And we're in a hotel somewhere in Florida. And Michael's like, I just got off the phone with their manager. I got the call. The call. Yeah. yeah, it was raining. I'll never forget it. Yeah, I remember just like um, the most sinking feeling. Like, oh man. But we had like all these tour dates in front of us. And we weren't making any money. We were getting like a hundred bucks a night. Um, so definitely and, covering all the costs. Yeah, for sure. We had no no support, no tour support, no anything. And we we finished the next six months on tour. And our our agency at the time, our booking agent, they also kind of bailed out. Right, yeah, managers yeah, bailed out. And then our it, managers yeah. bailed out. Isn't it crazy how everyone's in and then everyone's out? That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's literally Welcome like to a the entertainment business. domino yeah. effect. It's like, you're the hottest thing ever. You got this team going strong. And then it's like, whoop, they're yeah. gone. Yeah. So we everybody did. pieces out and we got in the van and we drove from Atlanta, Georgia to Los Angeles to, to start, start a tour. tour. <laughs> just oh. nonstop, just taking shifts, driving. And our labels, even though we were off the label, our labels still came to the, the show opening night. Well, that was kind. Yeah. Talk about awkward. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I so, remember we listened to American Pie like 50 times in a row. 
Was that healing for you? Yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> but that was like the song of the moment. It was, you know, the so day the music died. What, the, <laughs> the yeah, day yeah, my song yeah, was yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel, though? Like, what is that like to go? And this, I think this is just the start of it all, the highest high to the lowest low, and it just happens like that. What do you feel like now? It's like you just got it going, and now it's just crashed. Well, what, what do you, most, where do you go from here? Well, m- what most people would do is they would say, well, that was it. Yeah. We're done. Oh, not you guys. Yeah. Time to go, you know, learn to be an engineer or something. We were like, nah, it's time to double down now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and that's what we did. Gambling man. Yeah. <laughs> I figured if we did it once, we could do it again. That's yeah. it. You that's know, it. Yeah, are y'all just trying to see how many times you can do it? I mean, yeah, we got, it <laughs> seems that way. This yeah. seems <laughs> that way. Once we get farther How many down, major let's... label deals have y'all had? We had three, three. major label yeah. deals. Yeah. Oh. Gosh. Okay. So how do you feel though? Do you feel like your life is over or do you feel like, okay, now we just got to like, well, we, we, you know, our mentality is that like, well, if we did it once we can do it again. I mean, we understood the circumstances of what was going on. That was the thing is we, we've always had a good understanding of the circumstances around it. Like it is business and it had nothing really to do with us and who we are and creatively and as artists. So we just came back home to Nashville and, kind of re-approached the runway mm-hmm. and we started writing songs like that's the thing is we we always dive back into being more creative and like diving back into our art because that's our expression and, and that's where we put our feelings and our emotions when we're disappointed and upset or, or angry at things so we came back home and did just that and and then started over again and that led us to you know our next next chapter. Yeah, led you to the Jimmy thing, Harnon. It did. The thing about up. the Interscope deal that I guess we've never really talked about or thought about, I never really appreciated until later in life, was that while the deal was short and while it, you know, it had a, so many amazing things happened so quickly. It it was like, you know, it happened. It felt like a movie, and all that was exciting. And it was great, but. You know, I had never been on a plane before. And it was You'd like, never been on a plane never before. Flown. And so it was like, all of a sudden, we were like overnight flying to Los Angeles. You know, we were in co-writes with like the guys from Blind Melon. You know, people we grew up listening to. We were in Vancouver writing. And at that at that time, we'd never really co-written songs before. And, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, we were, ha- we were like tasked, you know, at the time, by the guy that signed us, he was like, all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write 50 songs. He was like, I don't give a shit what they're about, Just what they sound like. He's like, you need to write 50 songs. Some songs. And send me 50 songs. It's like boot camp. And so yeah. we did. And we had a so, great A&R guy. And so we yeah. were like, okay, cool. We're going to write 50. Well, I can't write 50 songs. What do you mean? And But we did. We were writing, you know, sometimes two, three a day, demoing them, you know, like uh, we bought a Pro Tools rig and we just like, Sat down and started doing it. So it was like in the course of while that deal was short, we went from like, oh, we're just a garage band to like, oh shit, we got a taste to like really how to do it. And, and then we, you got with Dave Cobb. Yeah, the and, real and we got with Dave Cobb. And so we worked with, you know, learned a ton from him in that course of the week. You had know, y'all ever worked with a producer before? Not no, like, no, not, like not, Dave. not like Dave. We no. had, but this was different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously it's uh, the next level up. And so we, we were... We go through everything as like we are just sponges of information and experiences, and still, and you know, it's like I live that way now. Mm-hmm. Still, it's like if I'm not learning all the time, I'm not growing. And the times in my life where I've like 
and you know like where I've kind of lost the ability to you know like because of ego or whatever to perceive and take in what's happening around me is when you fall off the frequency and everything gets totally screwed up that is so you know of you and I love it you know and so like so yeah like so what kept us going after that is that we had had all this amazing experience and we gained all this knowledge really quickly. So quickly. And we were like, whoa, okay, I get it. You know, we were a different band after that. So when we moved back to Nashville where, you know, there's a great writing environment and a great writing community, it was like we kind of knew how to, like, get to work. You had a new more. level of confidence of who you guys were, Yeah, too. exactly. And you actually, even though you always believed in yourself, it's like now you had, like, confirmation, like, Okay, we're like oh, yeah. legit. And yeah. we had more tools to go do it a better way, you know? And, and, I mean? and, and relationships. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that was one thing that was great is we, we had great relationships after that. And we learned in all that. And like Bill said, it, it gave us and Graham a, a, more tools in our toolbox that we didn't have before. So then y'all are just hustling it hard in Nashville and y'all have always had a Southern flair. You know, like, Michael, your cousins are the Black Crows. They're rock and mm-hmm. roll, but they got that soul in them. I mean, y'all just grew up listening to, I mean, I feel like Tom Petty, Leonard Skinner, and who are y'all's go-to? It's like the American classic rock and roll, Southern rock and roll. Like, y'all always have been that. And so instead of just focusing on rock or instead of just focusing on country, y'all are like, we're going to bring all this together, and we're going to do Southern rock and roll in Nashville. And that really was not happening back mm-hmm. in 2010. No, no, it at was all. not. Really, I feel like it was in the height of bro country back then, right? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that was on its way. Okay, bro country hadn't even started yet. No, that was on its way. So you guys are like, okay, we're gonna just like embrace this southern rock and roll. We're gonna get back to our roots and like do this thing, which was not the trend. So y'all are kind of like starting something new. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we just we kind of just started writing what we wanted to write, and and that's where it landed. Like we didn't, you didn't really think it out. It wasn't. We, yeah, we didn't like consciously say, okay, guys, change of plans we're going to be a southern rock band no we just it was the songs that we were writing in that time that kind of landed us in that and you know the the public labeled us what we were and and those things we we were just writing songs that i guess fit that narrative and and it wasn't anything we were trying to do it was what was naturally coming out of us and then y'all ran into jimmy harden and he got y'all like Jimmy well, understood the vision. He got the assignment and well, he was fired up. Before that, it was, uh, we had, you know, this is one thing about the band that we bet on ourselves. So when we came back to Nashville, Dave had moved, Cobb had oh, moved yeah. to Nashville and we didn't have any money. So, but we had all these songs and we had confidence and we sat with Dave and played him these songs. And Dave was like, I'll record you, which was basically for free. He said, if you guys can just come up with enough money to pay my engineer and some of the players that will have come in. And we all got on our phones out in his driveway because we were at his house calling credit card companies. To, <laughs> if each of us could get, you know, a thousand dollar line of credit, then we could all throw in what it would cost to make the record. So, uh, we could not get, get credit cards. <laughs> we did not get approved. Because we didn't have, you know, jobs and we didn't have any credit. Um, so a friend of ours, a good friend of ours at, at Avenue Bank at the time here in town, who'd become a good buddy, he offered to give us a line of credit to make, he believed in us. So he said, I can give you a line of credit 
for you to make your record with Dave Cobb. And we took it. And it was just a little bit of money. He said, he said, he always says it to me until to this day, still to this day. Shout out to Andy Motes. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Motes. We love you, Andy Motes. Now he's at Pinnacle Bank. But he said, uh, he said, he said, I knew I would give you guys enough money that you could sweep my parking lots and pay me back (laughs) in a reasonable time. Man, having believers is just. Yeah. So we, we gave it all to Dave and we made our first debut, real debut album, Southern Alley. We made the whole thing ourselves. On your own. Oh, you made the whole album on your own. We made the whole record on our own. And, uh, and our manager at the time, Scott McGee was playing golf with Jimmy Harden and he was playing the record on the golf cart. And that's when Jimmy looked at him and said, who is this and what is this? And he told us about it. And Jimmy said, well, this is something I have to do. And we... Because Jimmy was like, he's a diehard rock and roll music lover in his soul. And we went in and showcased for Big Machine in their conference room. Second, like, awkward showcase in a conference room. (laughs) Besides the... You know, the first one was in a hotel room at the Hermitage Hotel. And the second one was, like, in a conference room with, you know, 20 people... And they were just like, I'll never forget Scott Borchetta was like just right here in front of me, just staring at us. And there's, there's four of us in the, you know, in a tight, tight room. Uh-huh. And, uh, man, we, we, we like kind of bombed it. <laughs> Why? I did. Well, with the first song in, I, I forgot <laughs> and I probably nerves, um, cause it was a pretty intimidating situation. Yeah. And, uh, I had, I, I, we sang a song called landslide that we had written and, I forgot the second verse and just went right back into the chorus, which the chorus is the best part yeah, anyways. It, it ended up working. It was a light and bombing. The, and I don't think yeah, you would yeah, know. You wouldn't you, have yeah, known. if you didn't know, you wouldn't have known. But we sounded good when we bombed. I and feel the, like that's y'all's specialty. And the band y'all went, can survive any situation. And the band went with it. And we left there and we go to dinner with our manager. And, you know, we're all just kind of like, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. Nah. You know, great job, fellas. Let's get a margarita. And Jimmy called us and said, hey, we're doing it. And we were like, so now you've like struck gold again. Yeah, second major yeah. label deal. And how do you feel now? I mean, great. We were like, oh, I knew it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course, of course. Um, yeah, we were like, oh, yeah. No big deal, just another one. <laughs> yeah. This is easy. So we, that'll be, you know, you know, I'll take that entire advance in once. <laughs> you know, we went in, we went into writing mode, even though we had written majority of the record. And we started writing again before we let up to... Jimmy wanted to redo the record with Dave. So, so you redid the whole record? Yeah, we recut the whole thing. Man, and we another added... Another rock and roll experience. Y'all, like... Y'all have gotten such cool experiences because, like, y'all rented out Southern Ground Studio. And yeah, y'all, like, like stayed there morning, noon, and night. Y'all had, like, home-cooked meals. Yeah, y'all we had would a chef. stay up till the... We were straight up making, like, a nine... Like, it was, like, 90s budget. Really. Yeah, I mean... Three hours very, of the morning. Cool. Yeah, we, there was a chef in there, and... First of all, this is like part of the reason why we joined a band was to do stuff like this. You yeah, know, it was like, I was like, of course we'd live in the studio for a month and, you know, yeah. we'd have a chef. Yeah. There's no other way to do which, that. Which was kind of not, <laughs> like, 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 it was not the Nashville thing to do. I know. But we were a real band and Jimmy was like, nope, we're going to do this old school. Gotta love that. Hell yeah. Got we still talk about that. it to this day. Yeah. Very you know, special man. month. That was special. I mean, y'all like lived there. It was basically like the black hole and y'all just like would go in there and just create and y'all had freedom, you know? I think that's what's so cool is like you weren't like confined to like a time frame. Like go in the studio, you have two hours to record this, get the vocal, get the guitar, get the bass, get whatever, and then get out. Y'all had time to like explore. Yeah, we started every day at 2 p.m. We did. And went till, you know, whenever. 
It's whenever. We wanted to stop. Like, wee hours of the morning. He, yeah. You know, that was another, like, th- learning experience because, you know, Dave... Uh, Dave Cobb is the master of the vibe. He is. He's such a like, vibe. Yeah, and he he's like for anyone listening now. He now is Chris Stapleton's producer and like incredible. I mean, he as y'all knew he y'all knew how great Dave was before Dave, the world yeah. knew. How he's great. got so yeah. many Grammys. He had to get two mantles. Yeah, yeah. he's you just know, stacked of Grammys. Yeah, he uh, but he he really is. And so like in, instead of I would notice in the studio, it's like the, sometimes the days would start slow and it'd be like. Well, what are we doing? You know, like, it doesn't feel like we're getting enough work done or whatever. And then, like, boom, in 10 minutes, we'd have the whole song done. Just you can't rush it. You know, it. you get, you yeah, you get the vocal done and the guitar and everything. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was, um, so, I mean, we got to make a real record. It wasn't really pieced together and kind of, like. Done part by done part. Done part by and, part yeah. and everything. It was, it oh, was, you know, food. the getting to live the rock and roll dream again, which, again, is the whole reason why we were, like, yeah, we're not going to go to college. We're going to start a band and do this. Was to live the rock and roll dream. So why wouldn't we? Yeah. And so then, y'all, smoke comes in last minute, right? Yeah. So that we we were still writing up to the day we started the record, and I had written smoke a day before we were supposed to start, and uh, I sent it to everybody when when Ross Copperman sent me the demo. It was like midnight, I think, and I, I just once again forwarded. I love it, it to, coming in hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forwarded <clears throat> forwarded it to everybody. And then the next morning, like, Bill called me, Jimmy called me, our manager called me, and was like, this is it, this is the one. And we went in the next day, cut it first, and uh, and then started the rest of the record, and it was our first single. And Smoke went off like a rocket. I yeah. mean, that's another thing. Okay, so now, you've had, like, with Interscope, you had the dream come true, you had their Hollywood moment, you had the... You know, Jimmy Iovine, rock and roll, but it didn't pan out. And then, but you learn so much. And then you regroup. And then here comes, you know, now here's Jimmy Harnon. And y'all have this, another rock and roll moment. And you make this incredible album. And now it actually is panning out because Smoke goes to radio and it flies. Yeah. I mean, it it flies up the charts. It came out of the gate is like the highest debut of a debut single for a band in the history of country music. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, whoa. Okay, so now you're getting the results. You're not just getting the dream. You're actually getting the results. What does that feel like to get that next part of the dream? I mean, we were like, well, shit, I guess this is how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Are you like, I knew this is where I was supposed to be the whole time. Yeah, it's like, it's insane to think about, and it feels unreal, but also at the same time, you feel, you know, you're like, yeah, this is this is this was our goal all along, so it feels 100%. right even though it feels like a dream come true type yeah. thing, it, it also feels like, oh, yeah, this is... Yeah, I mean, we had been be in town for 10 years already. At that uh, point, yeah. At that point, you know, and everybody says Nashville's a 10-year town. I mean, 2015 would have been 10 years, um, or was. And so, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, like, it It. It did, everything happened so fast that, to, to answer your question truthfully, we didn't know what to think. And then no. y'all immediately are on tour with Darius Rucker. Y'all have like three backup singer girls. You're like your production on stage. Yeah, we took a big band. Y'all were yeah. immediately like, it was a massive show. Well, that you know that was like part of the vision, and 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 Jimmy he he wanted that vision, so that's how we were able to do that. You know, early on, a lot of people ask us those questions, like how how are y'all doing this? And it was like, well, Jimmy I believed, mean, and yeah, he believed, and we we had a a, a song, you know, climbing the chart. And we were on 
on on fire at that point. Yeah. You know, we're out with Darius for a year, and then right after that, we rolled into the Jason Aldean tour with him, and then right after that, we rolled into the Kid Rock tour with him, and we were pretty much just nonstop. And now you're touring with, like, legends. What is it like? So, Darius Rucker. What is it like to tour with Darius Rucker? What did you take away from that experience, other than your boots? Did you get those from Darius? Not those. Not these particular. No, those ones. boots are long gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those boots have been. You only get one pair. Um, yeah, Darius. Like for some reason, Darius always gave you boots. Yeah, he he. <laughs> well, Darius is an incredibly generous guy. So I think that from that tour. I think we all learned, like, dude, always be nice to people. Always consider people. Yeah. He's one of the nicest, most considerate people. Uh, the dude's a double rock star. He could do whatever he wants, and he chooses to yeah. always take yeah. the time, always, like, you know, reach out. And, and I, I think that for us as really young and all of it happened at once, he was a great guy to be around to kind of just show you, like, how to exist as like in a, that time when we yeah. didn't, it, it was all happening so fast. Like Bill said, you know, our head was kind of spinning and we were all just like, okay. Like a humble dude. Humble. Yes, 100%. He's so humble. Well, he, was, he'd been there, you know? Yeah, like on top of the world with Hootie and the Blowfish. Then he reinvents himself as Darius Rucker in country music. I mean, exactly. He's seen it all. Yeah, he, he was yeah. great to tour with. That was, a, that was a good tour to be on, like right to be thrown into that. And he really took y'all under his wing, I feel like. Like he really yeah, 100%. like. Yeah, 100%. He mentored you guys. He did. He was your first podcast. He was right? my very first yes. podcast. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, he is like yeah. he, such a cool dude. He is. He's, he's a generous guy. He he's generous with himself too. His you time know? with his yeah. time with, his with time. everything really. I mean, yeah, totally. Okay, so then comes Jason Aldean, and yeah. what was that like? That tour was like on fire. And how was that to go straight from Darius Rucker into Jason Aldean? What did you take away from the Jason Aldean tour? Man, I mean that we were fans of Jason Aldean. You know. It, it, it that you know growing up so it was uh i mean that was an unreal experience i mean right we were just going from arena to arena to amphitheater to amphitheater and you know those guys took us under their wing too you know that, that's the beauty of it we've been fortunate with the people that we've toured with is you know they they take you under their wing and you become friends and you're living together for a year and and show us the ropes and give you advice and help you kind of guide through it and because um, it's a it's a lot to process, you know. You, you think you're ready for it because you've dreamed of it your whole life, and that's what you've been fighting for. But once you get it, it it's nothing like you expect, and there's a lot of adjustments and a lot of uh, uh, learning you have to do in the middle of it. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's not expected? Well, I think just like the demand of time, like the pressure of it all, you know, when you do have that kind of success, like the pressure to keep it, there's a lot of people breathing down your throat. There's a lot of pressure creatively. There's a pressure to keep it. That's what people don't Yeah, there, there's a pressure. Well, and you know, you're judged on it. There constantly. is. And all of a sudden there, everyone around you has an opinion. Mm-hmm. And their opinion is the most important one. And it's where it used to be you guys sitting in your studio, your room, your band house, just making music because you loved it. Now, all of a sudden, it's turning into a moneymaker. And so now all these right. people are like, okay, we have opinions about this because this yeah. is, we're putting our money into it. So like, you kind of start losing grip of just the actual love of the creativity yes you have to make sure you're still making it for the right reason and not just because you have to hit a certain number or or a certain mark on a chart or something like that so it does become challenging it 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 it, it takes it from a creative artistic side of things to a analytical metric side of things do you feel like you guys got lost in that 100 percent. yes i mean without a doubt absolutely what happened when did y'all when did the confusion start to happen well, okay, put it this way. So when we wrote Southernality... That was your debut album. Our yeah, debut yeah. Al- album. It was written in our houses for the most part. You know, you know, half that record we wrote with just us, you know, and there were, there were co-writes on it for sure. But No pressure. But it, yeah, it was like no pressure. And a lot of it was like we were writing it out of fun discovery. You know, it was like these are the best songs we had done at the time. You and know, they were like, truly like from your heart. Yeah, and yeah. and then, you know, and when we made the record, we didn't have to play it for anybody or get anybody's approval. Yeah, you know, um, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a, uh, there wasn't, there was no like bureaucratic, you know, sort of situation around it. It Weighing was like in. it was like these are the songs we love, you yeah. know. And the the camp that made that record was pretty small. And then all of a sudden, you get a big hit, and you're writing songs, and all of a sudden, the question is, all of a sudden. 20 people are weighing in. On like, oh, that's not hitty enough. That's not hitty enough. That's not hitty enough. That's not hitty enough. Right. Where's the bass? Yeah. Is the bass? I'm like, this is a flipping demo. 
Yeah. Like, can we not talk about what the bass sounds like? I need like, that is not important right now. We need to get to the na 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 Yeah, we need this, and then there's got to get that. And so we leave the room going, well, shit. You know, okay, guess I'll go write a hit, whatever that means. You whatever know? a hit is. <laughs> you know? And then means. that'll drive you nuts. So then you start losing the clarity of what's in your heart and you're trying to like chase a hit, right? Mm -hmm. But what got you there was what was in your heart. Absolutely. Well, you just, like Bill's for there's just a lot of pressure and a lot of opinions. And when you're that young, you yeah. don't even know how to filter it through. So you're like, well, right. and it, they know better than me. I guess I need to do what they say. You know, it, it's you kind of sometimes lose the... You, you you lose power in the say so of a of a song that you've written because there's a committee of people that have to decide they feel the same way about it and if they don't feel the same way about it then it just goes away and you have to go do it again and yeah and I, I think that's where artists get lost and that's where you you can get very lost because it's it's kind of a you're playing a game with it and and you're trying to just churn out, you know, it's, it's got to sound hitty. It's got to be hitty. And you're chasing, you know, everybody's chasing a trend or whatever's hot at the moment. And, and, and then. Instead of letting the music lead. Well, yeah. It's and, an interesting effect that happens that exactly what you're talking about when you start to, you're not thinking about how can you be the most creative or whatever you're chasing something. And you start to service like the music industry mm. more than you do like yourself or the fans, the people that actually listen to the music. And, and that's mm -hmm. part of that whole process and, and the truth of why you're writing songs right why you yeah. started to begin yeah with. you're like oh well somebody's somebody's ass is on the line financially or whatever so you have a fulfillment essentially yeah. you know yeah it's yeah you're not making money back fast enough you're spending too much it's like these are conversations that were had that were like well i don't know i mean i'm not controlling the the, the checkbook here i mean we're just playing and then everybody starts to get stressed when it starts to oh even... yeah the whole camp gets stressed so like, then what happens when it goes from like so y'all are like highest, highest, highest to like, how did the stress even start coming in? Our second single. But the second single did where, great. Y'all had a ton of ads. But that's the thing. In, in any kind of term of great, yeah, people would feel that way. But not the team of people. You know, it didn't do good enough. So then they pulled it early. Pulled it early. And then we went back to the drawing board. Uh, yeah, that was called Drunk Dial. Yeah. Yeah, they pulled yeah. Drunk yep. Dial. So they pulled Drunk Dial. Like y'all had like 79 ads, which is like a ton of ads. There's only like 130 radio I mean, yeah, we were at like nine, 19 in 19 weeks. I don't know time. how that's not climbing the charts fast enough. Well, like, that's where you start hearing about, well, research isn't great, and this isn't great. And all these terms that like artists are like, what do you mean? You know? And research now, it's so funny because we live in such a different world. Like the research that they are well, doing now it's everything. is completely different than the research they're doing now. Now research is how, my, how much are you streaming? How many tickets are you selling? Right. Back then, what was the research? Just radio research, I guess. At the at yeah, time. people wanted to hear it on the radio. No one knows. No yeah. one knows. Is, is no one knows. Who does? Yeah, sure. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we researched it. So, like once once that happened, then like it was the it was chase. The chase was on for a hit, or the chase was on like the pressure. And now you're stressing. And now we're stressing, and, and you know they released another single off that record. Um, after that, what was that one? Southern Alley mm -hmm. came out after that, which just. You know, by that point we could see the 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 down downward spiral from like the team. Mm -hmm. Isn't it crazy that it's like you start off on a rocket ship, highest debuting band in country music of all time. Smoke is like through the roofs, like everything's going, and then just as fast as it's going, it just starts to go down. Like yeah. it's just crazy to me how the highs are so high and then the lows are just right well, and, there. and that's when it got into like. 
I think a lot of times in the industry and with artists, like the, the answer is, well, if that's not working, change everything. Yeah. And that's where we got caught is they changed everything. We changed producers. We changed like everything about what we did to get to the place that we were. And that's where we got lost. And we did get to work with some incredible people and, and learn a lot of incredible things, but it, we lost the plot. Mm. Yes. 100%. You know, and when you're not in control of the plot as an artist, because you're not the, the person who writes the check, you know, you're, you're owned in a label deal like that. Like you're, you're the minority of ownership in what you do. So that's where things really started to get tense and like fights kind of started to happen and like not knowing what to do started to happen. And then, you know, our second EP after our debut record debuted number two on the billboard charts the day it came out and we had this huge hit smoke off of it. The second thing that was ever released for us was a unfinished EP that we had been tossed back and forth in between producers to make. And what was that one called? It was the Bridges EP, which had some great songs on it, but... But it was just, like, thrown around. Well, we didn't know that it was really coming out. So that's another thing. You just got surprised. Like, oh, surprise, we're right. putting this out? Yeah, it's like... I got an make, alert on a Google alert. I was scrolling yeah. Instagram, on Facebook, and it was like... saw, like, A Thousand Horses releases new EP, and, and I was like, like... what? We released an EP today? Did you even know what the EP was? I mean, uh, I mean it, no, it was, we knew the songs. I mean, it was like in conversation, but it just happened. How can that happen without y'all knowing? Because we're not in charge. That's what people don't understand about like that a label situation. Yeah, is we like, didn't. You are the minority recordings. ownership in your art. How did that make creativity. you feel when you found out that your second EP was being released? Well, it, it, it didn't feel great. No, it did not. And but we, you know, we you got to make the best of the situation that you have. We took a positive attitude on it. We were on tour. We were working really hard. Were you on tour? Who were you on tour with? I mean, that was like 2017 or 18. When did that come yeah, out? Yeah, I think we were just... Kid Rock, maybe? We were just kind of no, we out doing our own thing that yeah, year. Yeah, kind of out doing our own thing. Um, and, you know, that was like the the beginning of the end. Mm. You know, like... Did you feel it? Well, I mean, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think what looking back now... What does the beginning of the end feel like? Confusion? Chaos? Like when your middle school girlfriend well, stops talking to you and you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, we're going like, to break up, aren't we? You, you, start, know, you, start to notice, like you start to notice things, you know, where like your people that you've been with every day stop coming to shows or stop coming around. Don't text you back as fast. Yeah. And it's it's just like a relationship. And, you know. Start pulling, getting a little more distant. Yeah. Or they got a new hot act that they're on to next. Oh, and, yeah. And, and you start to realize like, okay, well. <laughs> All right. Here we are. <laughs> um, How does that feel? That has to, I mean, that has to be a lot of feelings. Well, I mean, yeah, it's pretty crushing, you know? I mean, it definitely was something that was frustrated because we've just felt like we were finally just getting going. Yeah. You know, in a big way we got going. And and then just the rug pulled out from underneath you when you, you know, there was no rhyme or reason for it besides maybe a financial thing that you didn't have anything to do with in the first place. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I think the most I think the most frustrating thing too is like when you're put into a position with you know we have like when you're under that pressure to deliver the next hit and you're gonna step and you're under you basically have a gun to your head of like you know be creative and do it this way and we need a hit and blah blah, blah. you you know it's not a good place to be as an artist anyways and then at the end of the day as the artist you're the one that has to own the failure. 
Mm. So then if you're doing something for someone else and it fails, yeah, so it's you're, like, you're I failed forced, for someone else. Yeah, you're forced to do things you don't want to do as an artist. And then it fails and you're like, well. And then well, it fails and then it's your fault. And then you have this, maybe you recorded music or songs that like you wouldn't have put out there and you're like, I didn't even want to do that. And or, now, yeah, or they weren't ready. Yeah. You know, and it was like, you know, that's the thing. That's Here's the thing about being an artist is an and I didn't understand this young enough. So so if I say this and somebody goes, oh, that helps me, then great. Hopefully it will. But, like, you have to, like, paint your artistic vision basically to completion all the time. And do not waver from it. And do not let anybody tell and you. do not let anybody. Do not take early opinions on it. Do not take do early not, opinions. Do not take early opinions on it. No, do not, you know... uh, Waver from it. Uh, I don't know. When you, whatever it is, finish it and then present it. Mm. Because there's a reason why you're the artist and somebody's the manager or somebody's the promoter or somebody's this or whatever. So you have to have that's you not, be you rock know, solid in your. You're the artist. artist. It's up to you. It's your creative responsibility. So would you feel like to go? This is the thing. And because that's the way you're going to get the best results. Do you feel like that's for the art? And one the thing, of the biggest takeaways that y'all got. Well, I mean, you know, it's certainly it's something we knew, but I mean, it's some, you know, like yeah. I mean, now I definitely, you know, we understand that you know people talk about creative freedom all the time, and we'll, you know, like. What creative freedom is is actually creative responsibility. But if you don't know how to exercise your creative responsibility properly, then you get lost. Mm. So you have a creative responsibility for yourself as an artist to go, all right, this is my painting, my creation. This is my vision. It's clear as day. There's nothing vague or ambiguous or whatever about it. This is it. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. That is the art. And you have to be willing to let people leave you, but stay with your art, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, that's really what you have left at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, y- y'all have tried the conforming and changing to fit, and then it's still you still ultimately, you know, fall yeah. apart. So yep. it's like now you're. I feel like now you guys are more solid than y'all have ever been, which is crazy because y'all have been on this journey for twenty years. But it's oh. like y'all have learned <laughs> so much. Like these lessons that y'all have learned have been like huge life lessons that you've actually like lived through to learn them, you know? Well, yeah. And, you know, it's like we're not like, you know, I don't want to paint the the label industry side of things in a bad light. Like it's a business. It's a business. And and we understand that. But there's 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 an art to understanding that that also comes into play that you don't ever expect, you know, and that's where mentors like Darius or Jason or, or and other friends of the business can help younger artists kind of learn like, Hey man, this is kind of how, you know, cause there is a way it works. There is a system to it. And, and you know, it, it changed our life. You know, that's what I'm saying. Everything's when it's great, it's great. And everybody's happy and everybody's doing good and you're loving your situation. And then when it, when it goes into the negative side of things is when people start to, you know, get mad and like, what's well, your fault? It's your fault. And we never blamed anybody for anything that ever happened to us. You know, we, we're a part of the decisions and the, the circumstances that led to what, you know, the business considers failure, you know, which we consider, you know, just part of being an artist, the highs and lows of it. Um, so it, it just, it, it's a, it's a roller coaster. It's a yeah. roller coaster. You have to be a certain kind of person to be able to hang on to this ride. Yeah. And we're grateful for the opportunity that we had there at that time, you know, just cause it went sour and, 
you know, they were generous enough to, uh, you know, that's another thing too on the, on the other side of like relationships and, and your attitude towards these situations is very important. I've always had a good attitude, never burned any bridges. Um, is they were, they allowed us to leave very peacefully and very quickly, which a lot of artists don't get that opportunity. They just stick them right on a shelf and then they can't do anything. Then they're stuck. Then they're stuck. And so we didn't get held up. We got derailed, but we didn't get held up. So then what happens? So now you're back on your own. So well, this huge this huge rocket ship again has happened. You had now you've got the success with smoke and all these big tours and like rock and roll, living the dream, like for real, for real. Mm-hmm. But now here we are again. Back, back alone again. Yeah. Well we did what Actually. we did. The, we did what we always do. We we dove into being creative. And we you know, we had a little bit bigger of a budget now at this point. So we called Dave Cobb and said Let's make a record. So you go back to Dave. Here and comes Dave. So yep. no, no shit. Like we went back to Andy. Andy Motes at Pinnacle Bank. And got another loan. Got another loan. It's like history repeating itself yeah. again. Yeah. Y'all have done a lot of history repeating itself. And, <laughs> and is that good or bad? I don't, I don't know. know. Don't they say the know. lesson repeats until learned? So maybe yeah. like. Maybe. Or maybe it's just consistency well, you know, staying I, true I, to. You well, know. and it's yeah. betting on yourself. Yeah. So, and we had a lot, you know, we had momentum at that point. So we went back in with Dave to make what would have been our second record. I mean, we were all over the place because it was still, we were still in a, like an emotional roller coaster of feelings and things that were going on and everything in life that was happening. But we went back into the studio and started making a record. And then after two days in the studio with Dave, he said, well, Hey, you guys want another record deal? Like, Sure. And because uh, he had his low country sound through Electra in New York. And we we're like, well, yeah, we'll we'll take a look at it. That was another thing. Then at that point, we're like, well, let's see what it looks like. You know, we just got out of this other relationship. So let's see what this looks like. <laughs> yeah, I just got divorced and it was a very intense relationship. I don't know if I'm quite ready to like jump back in, but let's see. Yeah. And ended up, you know, signing a deal with Electra out of New York. And how was that? You know, it once again started off great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that was at the tail end of. Y'all, are y'all exhausted? I mean, I'm. Ex- I have lived side by side with y'all this whole journey, and like, I know how I have felt. It, yeah. I had a breakdown the other day, and I'm like, I just can't do the music industry anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's so exhausting. It's not for the faint of heart, you know. Yeah. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Yeah, the yeah the the word record deal at this point is like I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah like, hold on well, <laughs> um, what was that <laughs> well so you know that happened and that was kind of like the tail end of 2019 and we were geared up for 2020 and we all know what happened in 2020 you know we what happened to the world and like that was it where everybody was stuck home we couldn't tour. We couldn't really release anything, um, and because everybody was like, "Well, we got to see how this pans out in the world first. We got to see what happens." So we're gonna, you know, everybody pulled back their thrusters and just kind of put everything on cruise control. And you know, within uh, I don't know, eight months, nine months, or maybe a year, I guess, in 2020, you know, we we decided to part ways with. Electra. So nothing really even happened with Electra. No. Just wow. made an album. I mean, they had big, you know, this is like corporate changes, company policies and things, things that we have no control well, yeah, over. Yeah, COVID hit, you have and no they control over. Took it, they pivoted. They pivoted and we, you know, they were very generous and we got out of that deal, but you know, it hung us up for a year getting, getting everything. It was longer than that. It was kind of like two years. It was like a two year holding pattern, holding pattern. Yeah. Which was weird, but. Well, I mean, think about the the album Broken Heartland. We made it what at the end of 2018, November of 2018, yeah. and it ended up being released in what July, August of 2022, Se- September Dang. 2022. So, it was a really long it took a really long time to get that album out from the conception to going through the deal. And that we still ended up deal. releasing that record on our own. Yeah. yeah. And that album got released uh, Electra, you know, we we got it back and and then we were like, okay, so, well, we got our record back, so I guess we'll just put it out. So we put it out ourselves independently. And um, the world was still kind of waking back up from the, sh- from the shutdown, and there wasn't a lot of touring on the books, but we needed to get it out. And, man, yeah, we, we just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one took we, a little bit longer that than we That was a process. <laughs> By the time that record came out, we, we'd already... We were over it. We yeah, had it a like, whole album made, yeah. I think, at that point. Another yeah, we, so we already started working on the next and record. And then is that when y'all got with John Randall? Yeah, we just finished this. Yeah, we yeah. started working on this new album we have now we're releasing. 
Okay, and this new album. So, I mean, what a freaking ride. And 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 also, let's, I mean, there's been manager changes. There's just been, y'all have just can had. We, hey, can we pause for two seconds? Yeah. Is it possible? Yeah, what do you, you need to do? pee. I have to pee super Okay, badly. but I need, we need to wrap up in like 10 minutes. Oh, okay, all right. Can I'll you just hold it? Hold it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. We're um, definitely going to leave that in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just hold your pee. Y'all pee more than anybody I've ever known. Do you pee as much as Michael? And I don't I, think I, I do. I, I, pee I, I, pee I think I have pretty good control. I got it. I gotta, yeah, I'm, I'm good. My tank's well, You right. just drink all the time. You have a beverage in your hand at all times. I'm a constant consumer constant of liquid. Constant consumer of liquid. Um, okay, so y'all just had so many big emotional highs and lows, like highest high, lowest low, changing p- managers, changing labels. It's just been a lot. So here you are now. Y'all get this amazing idea to collaborate with John Randall that y'all just did this. And y'all just made a new album. Yeah, and to me, like I love all y'all's music, but this album to me is so vulnerable. It's so honest. Y'all are talking about uh, like some heavy stuff, like some real things that have gone on in your life. Like you know, no news just came out, and I feel like that's a deeply personal song. You know, yeah. like all y'all have gone through so much, but you in particular, like your dad passed away. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like there's like. A few things that just happened. COVID, your dad passed away. It's just like, yeah, there's a lot of Drake White, and he had just come off of his stroke. You know, it's like, man, no news is good news these days. Yeah, no news is good news these days. I mean, there's a there's a lot of art in this record. There's a lot of expression and a lot of real life emotion in the body of work that we created. And you know, this record was you know the first record in a long time where it was just us and John Randall. Like there was no outside influence from a, a, a manager or a label situation or any pressure for like, well, we got to make sure we have two or three singles on it and we got to have such and such and his name on it and all these things. Um, it was just us going in and making music that we wanted to make and how we wanted it to sound with, with, with John, you know, guiding the ship with his talent and creativity. And we had more fun making it than we ever have because we were just doing what we did from the day one when we made our first record and and so on and so forth and we bet on ourselves again and we just you, you got to keep stepping up to bat in, in this business and you got to keep moving the chains as my father-in-law always says you got a good father-in-law yeah i do um in life and it was just truly only influenced by us and what we thought we wanted to do and what John felt like was great. And we were allowed to be a band again. Y'all have just been a band. Y'all have just been a band. Talk about being just like thick and through thick and what is it? Thick and thick and thin. Yeah. Thick and thin. I mean, it's really beautiful. Like when I look at you guys, yeah. I've had a front row seat to all this, obviously being married to you, my love. Yeah. Hey. But it's like, whoa. I mean, it. I am exhausted on the ride, but it's like, it's at a beautiful exhaustion because like y'all just poured your whole heart into it over and over and over and over again. And y'all keep learning and elevating and getting better and like knock down and pick back up. And it's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a wrestling match out there. Well, you know, I, th- I think it's, and Bill touched on this a little bit earlier, but like, it's a God thing. I mean, this, this is what we love to do. This is what we have to do. This is what like is our, our oxygen to life is, is being an artist and being creative and expressing ourselves. And as, as many times as you want to quit, it th- do something else or you get frustrated 
in in the process of that, like there's also the that's the beauty of it, you know, in my opinion. And we keep forging ahead and we keep moving the chains and we keep betting on ourselves and believing in ourselves. And, you know, God always puts something in 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 he throws a little thing in there that's like it's kind of like attaboys. It's like, all right, yep, there you go. Keep, keep going. Keep going. I mean, it's yeah. not going to hang it up yet. You yeah. know, what ACDC said it best, man. It's a long uh, way to the yeah. top if you want to rock and roll. Yep. And, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it, it's, it's what we have to do. And it's what we all three agreed to do together. And it's, it's our true belief and core is to make music and, and perform for people and, and help other people through our music and, and, and have a positive influence on the world you know right. through art and creativity bill said something earlier he used the word dedicate and, and we are truly dedicated to this and at this point in our career i think it's more about creating music to give to people not it's not about the music industry if all that happens then so be it but it's we're not like we're not out seeking that i think we're in a different place as a band like michael said making this album it truly was the most um, just real form of us just going in the studio. A lot of these songs were, were songs that we were denied uh, even having a chance to record uh, when we were on major labels. So this was truly just something that we wanted to do that we feel creatively in our hearts was what we needed to do as a band. And we always have a tendency to uh, unanimously agree on that and forge ahead. And, and that's, that's the beauty of a band. Was this album healing for you guys? It was. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I feel like it is. And like the songs, like y'all talk about real, real stuff. Like, yeah, we live some life. You live some you life. Know? You're yeah. all fathers now. How has fatherhood changed you guys? Fatherhood's wonderful. It's fantastic. I mean, that's the best thing we've ever done, you know? Well, that yeah. was, you know, that was like looking back on COVID and everything, it was, you know, Again, I'm like, you know, maybe that whole thing was a God situation. It was like, you know, we, we wanted the big record deal again, and we wanted that thing, and it was like, well, maybe the lesson here is that, you know, what you want is not really what you need. And what yeah. you, you know what I mean? And, like, so we all became fathers right at the start of COVID. We were home. Y'all have been able to be hands-on with you know, kids. And, like, mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of artists out there that were like, I, I found it a, a great creative time for me, you know, because I was at home and I was writing. I found it to be the opposite time you know like it was so not inspiring it for me at all um you know during the covid lockdowns and everything but you know what was great about that and and not feeling like oh i'm not inspired right now to create or whatever was that i was literally just like we're having family time that we'd never really had Mm -hmm. you know and being dads for the first time and it was really special looking back on it now and again i think it's all the god thing because we emerged from that as healthier people, you know, physically and spiritually. And, Y'all really have. You know, Y'all did a lot you know of saying? work on yourself, shedding a lot. I, I think we, you know, as wild as, as, as it is to say, like, we, we needed that time to process the last, like, eight years mm-hmm. and heal from a lot of the stuff. And get your head on straight. Like, what do you even want out of life? Exactly. And, you know, a child will put that in perspective. But also just a, a break from, get to, to, like, get off the hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, and... And really kind of get down to like why and in in the core of why you're doing it. Like now it's it's a lot bigger than like when we were twenty years old 
And it was just about, you know, drinking a bunch and staying out late and traveling the world and having all these experiences and taking all these pictures. Now, like, like it's you you really get down to, like, why the hell you do it. Do you feel like you know your why? I mean, absolutely. What do you feel like it is? I feel like like the whole encompassing of our story is, like, we, we... not only have to do it and and want to do it, it's it's a part of who we are, and it, there's a bigger message to it to us now than there ever was. You know, it used to be like a selfish thing, mm-hmm. but now it's like the the tides turn. It's more about like looking outward and what you're what you're doing for um, other people in yeah. the sense of your art. That's what it's for. That's why you have the gift and you pick up on the things that you do to express it. It's 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 to heal you, but it's maybe to help somebody else along the way and there's just a bigger purpose to it in life like we all have a bigger purpose in it than, i love it than the you know stay up all night on sunset Street. Yeah. hey but at least you got to do that you got Hell to yeah, we loved it. no and it was now, great i don't regret it and now you get to be healthy and wise and you know you're gonna be like on stage with tony robbins here soon yeah what so tell me the album what's it called and how can people find it uh, it's the newest album. The album is going to be it's called the outside mm, i love yeah. it and it comes out later this year but we're dropping multiple singles off of it you know throughout the uh, no news is out now no news is no out, news now. out now and we're about to go on the highway sound tour oh this spring oh yeah you know? yeah yeah tour we're gonna march. a headlining tour yeah and um believe it or not this is kind of our first proper headlining tour okay you know so that's um, gonna be all the feels yeah, yeah. it really is and <laughs> it's a big you know, deal for us yeah we, you know we have we have our own label now highway sound records you know um that allows us to be independent and free and make music for all the right reasons and get it out to the people. And now we have the Highway Sound Tour. And Everyone you know, get your tickets. Check it out. Highway Sound Tour. Thousandhorses.com. Thousandhorses.com. I love it. We'll see you on the road. Okay, I always wrap up with Leave Your Light. What do you want people to know after this incredible journey y'all been on? What kind of wisdom do you want to share with people? <laughs> Learn from the past and look forward to the future. Mm, I love Something that. I've been thinking a lot about lately. I love that, Graham. That's good. We all three got to do this, I guess. What about yeah. Michael? Always, uh, your wife is always right. 100%. Yeah. That's not right. <laughs> Listen to your wife and you will go far. Um, I, I would say, uh, go ahead. Uh, I would say that... Uh, you know, uh, prayer is real and it works. I love that. <laughs> you know, don't forget that. I love that. I feel like I've really like come back to God hardcore. Not that you ever didn't have them, but you know, it's like, it's easy to get lost. Like, I feel like God has really become like a center point for you guys in your band, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've started, you know, praying before shows and stuff, which is, you know, something that, you know, I would always kind of sneak off and do it, you know, myself and just, you know, but, we are, prayer. we are trying to, you know, in, incorporate uh, that and, you know, give the glory to God whenever we can, you know. Yeah. You know, not all, whenever we can, in everything. In everything. Do, you know. It's uh, all his anyway. Yeah. Well, he hadn't quit. Yes, yeah. 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 you know. So, yeah, but, you know, it's certainly something that now we, uh, in our personal lives and as a band and cr- as, you know, creatives, we try to, like, work you know work on the spiritual element always you know i love that yeah you take us home babe i would say you know always bet on yourself and believe in yourself but also be interested not interesting 
and other mm. people and other things mm. and use your art and expression to to help other people i love that a thousand horses thank you for coming on get real podcast this is a thrill of a lifetime for me hey we're happy really to be here it. thanks for having us Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.